0: This is Wise Women Wednesdays, brought to you by the None of Your Business Podcast. These are just little snippets of previous recordings that we had, and it's just, should be brought back to bring you a little inspiration or motivation, or inspire you to be great. Now, happy hump D guys, and now let the show begin.
1: That this is what's helped me in my career. I think a lot of people think when I do talk, especially at universities or um, recent grads that are working in great jobs, a lot of people assume thinking that people that have student debt are recent twenty-year-olds. The truth is, a lot of them are in their forties, fifties, and it's not just their own student debt. They probably co-signed for their children, so they have student debt. And not only are they parents of kids, they're most likely also taking care of their care, you know, their parents. So. The majority of people, my clients, people that hire me and talk to me and, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I become like their money therapist somehow. Um, I see the frustration that they're going through. And I think there's still, um, still an audience, you can say, that is not being not only helped or the resources are still somewhat slow getting to them. Um, I feel that if we stop shaming them and understanding that it's difficult and, things are happening. Um, and remember that group too, that's the group that also was affected by the real estate market and, or just the market crash period. So, um, and you know, now that we think about it, if we look at what's going on right now, um, people are still in denial of what's going to happen in the next couple of years. I mean, it's, it's going to happen, but right. I think if people start understanding that there's signs, there's symptoms, you can say, um, how to prepare yourself for that. Um, it's, it's a, it's a crucial time. And I think, the sad thing, and let's, let's be honest, I'm being vulnerable here. Um, the majority of my friends or my colleagues that are my age, um, maybe didn't experience or don't remember necessarily that hardship because maybe they didn't lose their jobs, but they weren't investing in real estate. They weren't investing necessarily in their retirement. Um, and for me, I remember, I mean, one of my first deals was right before the crash. I was so, um, I want to say lucky, but I was also my, I had good mentors. And I remember one of them was saying, if the numbers don't make sense, it's not a good deal. Right. And one was right before the crash and we flipped it or pretty much sold it within a couple months and I didn't make any money. So I wasn't like, I wasn't telling people like, Hey, I invested, you know, because I felt ashamed that I was like, I didn't even make any money off that. But I I look back, I was lucky because I didn't lose any money. Everything was paid for closing costs. Um, if anything, I remember still being mad at myself because <laughs> the lady that I sold it to resold it within a few months and made $30,000. But fast forward to a few months after, um, I found out other investors in that area, same place. Um, they lost over 200,000 because the market crashed. Wow. So I could have lost everything pretty much and, and owed. And then my very first place that I bought that I lived under by myself was, um, uh, I bought it at a fraction of what everyone else did in those condos and those areas because the timing was right. I was bought mm-hmm. it low right when the crash had already happened. And so I always recommend people to watch books in the, in, or these documentaries, but one of my favorite movies is um, The Big Short with Steve Carell. Oh, yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Um, I still recommend people to watch it because there's so many triggers and things that you could see. And I always explain it to people. It's kind of like when someone's getting sick, you know that they're coughing and they're sneezing and there's these little things, signs, right? Same thing goes with the real estate. Right. And I think the hardest part is my friends and my, my colleagues in my age group are about to experience what most people dealt with maybe in 2007 and aren't really are in denial in that sense. And I, so, not to be a pessimist or anything, but I think if if we're smart enough to understand that all these things happen in cycles um, and how we can benefit from that and how we can help others to obviously not lose their homes or understand that there has to be some type of savings and everything that comes with it, but it's still a learning process. And I think I will never fully know um, I always say money or financial literacy is a foreign language. For me, it's still a foreign language, and I think it'll always be because no matter what I do, I'm learning new avenues. There's things, I mean, new products are out all the time. Um, and it's just kind of like when you buy your first property, now you're learning a whole other language, right? When you buy your first rental property, it's a whole nother language. When you're dealing with death, I mean, last year I lost both my grandparents within seven months, um, and that was very difficult for me because... It's not just the emotional side, um, you know. You you just as a when you lose a loved one, I was very close to my grandparents. Um, you're emotionally not there. A lot of things are happening in your life, but you forget that your finances also somehow take a hit because the littlest thing that we take for granted, like just like answering emails or, you know, making sure everything's paid for. And I'm very like I have my schedule and everything, but I know there was times where I'm like a day you know, I thought a day had passed and it really was like a week and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like you kind of get snacked back into it. And so Mm -hmm. I always explain to people that, you know, when you go through hardships, it also affects your financial hardship as well, or becomes a financial hardship, especially when it comes to loss of loved ones um, or loss of a job. Um, And so, or you're, or you're physically, um, physically sick. So those are things that have a hit on what our, Our finances are it's just kind of going back to uh i was recently on a panel and they asked me that question they're like are you are you comfortable comfortable enough sharing your credit score (laughs) and i said yes actually um and i the rest of the panel we agreed to tell our credit score but the funny thing is i mentioned to people and say you know most people rather tell you their weight than their credit score (laughs)
2: They had to compete with ladies that, or gentlemen, that perhaps were not fluent in Spanish, but they were of Spanish descent. And, you know, immediately there was that, um, you know, that, I don't know if it would call it jealousy or that, you know, I, I was made to feel different because of that, or like, well, you're not part of us, and so wait, you know, you're coming here, being fluent, and you, you know, getting my job here and there, or, so I think that that was really hard. Um, you know, I, I was a nice person, I was educated, I thought I brought a lot to the table, and I, I didn't understand why um, I was made feel different, or mm-hmm. that I had to explain myself, no I didn't come from you know I I, I didn't come here illegally I I, I have a passport and it, you know I just there was a lot of explanations that I had to do that I had to give that I just I was surprised about that even even the American or the English dominant uh, people that I was meeting in school because I ended up at school you know I was I was here to get my master's degree I had to explain a lot. Like I felt like they didn't know a lot about Puerto Rico at all or the Caribbean at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: I had to do a. I had to do a lot of explaining, I guess. Um, and that was. It made me feel different. Sometimes it made me feel like frustrated and sad and isolated. And like, you know, hey, I'm just just a person. You know, why don't you get to know me? And then you have, you know, reserved your judgment. I just, I felt judged.
0: Mm-hmm. What's up, guys? Man, that was an exciting episode, wasn't it? (sighs) hope you guys learned a lot. Please, again, go rate and review this on your listening platforms. I would very much appreciate it. But today, I want to talk to you about Tyler Michael Chauncey. She is the founder of Create Athletes. What is Create Athletes? Well, originally, it was to create strong women, but now... It's still to create strong women. You know, she's leveling up and becoming an even better personal trainer. And she has a special right now. She wants five new people. Only five. And you could be one of those five to lose 10 pounds in the next 30 days. If you have any other fitness goals, find her on Instagram at T. Y-L-U-E-R underscore M-I-K-A-L underscore C-H-A-N-C-Y. Let her know that you're listening to this podcast and you need the best personal trainer. So go out, find her on Instagram. Let her know that Robert Delude sent you. You know, she'll have you fill out a form, go through the process. And if you just want some amazing gym gear, she also has that too. The crate hoodies are so comfortable. Um, I, yeah, I honestly wear it pretty much every day. So it's amazing and I love it. If I could sleep in it without getting too sweaty, I probably would. So anyways, thank you again for tuning in today and uh, I'll talk to you soon.